1: Hello and welcome to the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. In this episode, I want to chat about product creation and how to make products that more people want to buy and to actually make more money. Sounds good. Sounds too good to be true. I know. But basically, I want to give a little bit of an analogy. If you listen to this podcast, I think you'll know, and I'm the same on Instagram, I kind of love a good analogy. I think I once did an episode where I talked the whole time about your business being like a veggie patch. So yeah, if you like analogies, go and listen to that one. But I do kind of think sometimes it helps to hear an outside perspective or an outside example and kind of compare it to TPT. Anyway, here's my example. So my husband, Dale, and I, we actually met at the gym. He was working at the gym at the time because he works in the sort of exercise field. And I used to go when I was like, you know, young and single and fun That was like my kind of hobby. That was my kind of thing. And it was a big part of, you know, who he was and like just kind of something we did as our mental health, physical health kind of thing. It's how we met. And for the years that we were dating, we would, you know, go to the gym a lot. Like that was kind of part of our personalities, I guess. You know, we were gym people, not in like a super hot fit way, just we happened to go to the gym. (laughs) I promise I'm not that glamorous. Anyway, we got married and we had Lily not that long ago. And I actually was quite heavily pregnant and I was still persevering going to the gym when I was in my third trimester. Like I was waddling around and people give me really funny looks, but I was just so adamant. I didn't want to give up this thing that I, you know, I really enjoyed it. You know, the endorphins of exercise obviously made me feel really great, but eventually I had a baby. So, you know, the gym got put on hold. Both Dale and I ended up canceling our memberships because we were stuck at home with a screaming child <laughs> for many, many months. And about eight months went by and we didn't go back to it. And I kept thinking about how important it was, especially for Dale's mental health and just for me in terms of getting back into feeling like myself again. And I read a book called Fair Play, which I highly recommend, by the way. It's like a really great book about the division of domestic labour and everything in relationships. So this is totally not TPT related, but if you're a you know, like a woman listening to this and you're, you know, feeling the domestic load. Anyway, definitely a really great book. I highly recommend it. And one of the great takeaways from the book was that you should actually have this unicorn space, you know, that this thing that is your thing outside of being a parent and a husband or wife, whatever. And it wasn't necessarily always like going to the gym but it just as I was reading I thought I really want us to be able to get back into this it's a big part of who we are and we both joined back at the gym again and I finally felt human like I finally felt like me again if you have just had a baby then I'm sure you understand it's like you just feel like you completely lose your identity anyway this is not supposed to be a parenting podcast so I'm going to wrap up that bit Getting back in the gym was such a lovely thing, but we had to be realistic about what gym we could go to. We couldn't go to our old gym anymore, as loyal as we were to it, because we needed something local a few minutes around the corner so we could go there, you know, while one of us was looking after the baby or I'm breastfeeding and I couldn't be away for too long and that kind of thing. And we were kind of forced into joining a gym that I wouldn't normally have joined because it was this big, fancy, expensive gym. So the one we used to go to was very cheap and affordable each week. New you page membership it was very cheap. It was very small. It was, it didn't have a lot of equipment, but it was very friendly, kind of a local small gym. And we ended up joining this big, massive chain. You know, the ones that are just huge and they have like saunas and yoga classes, and they're really, really expensive. And obviously, I actually kind of love those yoga classes, so I don't regret it or anything. But the experience was so different. And after going there a few times, it really got me thinking about TPT, probably thinking she's going on and on about the gym, houses, anything to do with TPT. But it did get me thinking about TPT because it was just two very different experiences with a business. One being very affordable, but really not having a lot offered to you. And one being very, very pricey, but feeling like you've got so much value, you got so much stuff, you know, so much equipment, so many classes, so many things included. It was just like this really fancy experience. And it got me thinking a lot about TPT products and the way we offer resources to buyers and what might entice a buyer and what might not. When I first started my store, I was very drawn to creating these small, quick resources. I found it a quick win to sit there in a couple of hours and make, you know, this like 10-page product that I would charge like $2 for. And people weren't necessarily buying that. And, you know as i started making larger resources ones with more value ones with more activities ones that i naturally charged more for they were more expensive and they were bigger i noticed they would sell better they were also things that teachers really needed and it wasn't just like a thing that they could make themselves and i had really started to notice over the years of my business what sells better and what makes me more money and it was these bigger fancy resources I guess instead of making the cheap thing that doesn't offer a lot, I started making the expensive thing that offers more. So I kind of started, you know, it's like the, the fancy gym versus the cheaper gym. I truly think if you want to make more money in your business, you know, sell more resources, you need to be making resources that teachers really need and that they can't resist things that have a lot of value. And then, by doing that, by creating these bigger, juicier, amazing resources, you know, you will naturally charge more for them because they are worth more. And so that's the other part of it, is that not just that you're going to sell more, which makes you more money and is is great, is you by making these more expensive resources, you are going to make more money. So I make more money now, even if I sell the exact same amount of products that I did a year ago. Based on the fact that the resources I made in the last year, I made a lot more expensive resources recently. So I can sell one $3 resource or one $15 resource, but I'm making a lot more money from that one sale of the $15 resource. And of course, just in general, those ones, you know, sell more because people want them more. And it just, you know, snowballs into this really profitable thing. It's something I've been thinking about a lot in the last year or two. And I sit and I lament that I spent so many years as a newer seller creating these kind of mediocre products, these really cheap, quick products. They just didn't really help grow my business. And I wish from day one that I had been focusing on the better stuff. So let's wrap up all this talk of parenting and gym analogies and stuff and just get to the juicy gist of it. What exactly do I mean? I want you to have a little look at your store or your to-do list of, you know, products that you want to make. And I want you to analyze whether you can see the difference between these two types of resources. You know, you will have products in your store or on your to-do list that you know in your heart you just cannot charge more than $3 for. It will be something that's like a $1, 2 maybe $3 resource. You know, it will be quite small. Maybe it's 5, 10, 15 pages or a little bit more. Maybe it just has like one type of activity or one or two things for students to do. Maybe it's got a bunch of things, but it you know it just really doesn't have like a game-changing impact on a teacher's life. It's not going to cover many lessons or many weeks of content. It's not going to you know, be something that they are desperately needing to have or really, really want or they're going to be thinking, oh my goodness, this is the game changer. And those resources are fine. It's okay for us to make them, but you just don't want that to be the majority of your store or your main business strategy because that's what it was for me and I do regret that. Now, you may have products in your store or on your to-do list that are the complete opposite of that. They may be priced more, you know, 4 or $5 and above, maybe $10, $20, $50 bundles, that kind of thing. They may be big resources, like 20, 30, 50, 100 pages long. They might be huge amounts of activities. They might have digital options, differentiation. They might be units or curriculum. Maybe they cover many days or weeks or months worth of lesson plans, Maybe there's lots of activities or things that just, you know, a teacher really, really needs and then they're going to be thinking, oh my goodness, this is life changing. I'm going to save myself so much planning time. We will have, you know, those two different types of resources either in our store or on our to-do list and I want you to start evaluating which ones you should be having, which ones you should be making and I really want you to start making those bigger ones. I don't want you to go running to your store right now and deleting all of your $2 products and getting worried about anything like that. You know, if you've made resources just like I have that are, you know, smaller or cheaper or not as valuable, that's fine. There's a place for those because some buyers like to buy cheaper resources. and It's important to have that in your strategy. But when you are thinking about your future product creation, what you kind of want to be making from now onwards. I encourage you to take the time to make those bigger, more expensive, trickier resources. Yes, it will take you longer to make. You won't be able to sit there for a couple of hours or a day or two and whip up a quick resource. Probably won't be like a fun, seasonal, holiday, crafty kind of cute thing either. It might be something more laborious, like a whole week's worth of lesson plans or something, something that's not as fun to make or something that takes a long time. But you'll be grateful in a year from now when you have a store full of those types of resources because. They will be needed by teachers. They will sell more. And when they sell, they will make you more money because they're more expensive. And your business can really, really grow a lot quicker if you are making those types of resources. So I want to circle back to that gym analogy just for a second to share the thought that I think buyers will pay more if they know they are getting quality. And so, obviously, a big part of why I joined this bigger gym was, like I said, more about being local and stuff. But now that I've kind of gotten a taste of it, I don't know that I could go back to that smaller gym that doesn't offer all those great features because I think you know, paying that little bit of extra money each week is worth it to me knowing I get all this stuff. I, I love having all these classes. I'll happily pay more money for that. And I think a lot of buyers on TBT are going to be the same. They are going to be willing to spend a bit more money on you because they want more time saved. They want better activities. They want more lesson plans. A lot of buyers are willing to pay more. So don't be shy thinking, you know, oh, I don't want to be make things too expensive. I don't want to charge too much. I don't want to offer expensive things. A lot teachers don't want to buy it. Trust me, they will pay for it if it's something they really, really need. It will make their lives easier. Like I said, I feel bad that we've kind of ditched this you know, small little local gym that we used to go to. We knew the owner who was very nice, but... I also kind of feel bad sometimes thinking about his business, knowing that, you know, he's attracting a lot less people to his gym. All these young people want to be going to this really cool, hip gym with all these features. So he's getting less people coming to his gym. And then when he actually gets people joining, he's making far less money because he's got this cheaper membership. And this other gym's making massive amounts of money compared to him. And he's probably feeling very jealous, I imagine. In your TPT business, you don't want to be that store that's sitting there with 100 products, but they're all like one or two dollars. You don't be looking over and envious at someone else in your niche that has you know, like thirty products, but they're all ten dollar products, and you know that they're making loads of money and selling lots of them. They're selling more than you. They're making more money than you because of the types of resources that they created are things that are you know bigger and juicier and that teachers really need. You don't want to be feeling that envy. You want to be the big gym. You want to be the Gucci handbag, not you know the dollar store knockoff kind of thing. So, food for thought on that one. I really hope that that's inspired you. I'm going to wrap this episode up. But just a little action item for you, like I mentioned about looking at your store, looking at your to-do list, have a little think this week about things in your niche and in your business and in the types of products you have or you want to make and have that in the back of your mind, what I've been saying in this episode about those types of resources and start thinking about how can you be more mindful in the coming months with your product creation, making products that are more like that big fancy gym and if you're not really in the product creation stage at the moment maybe you have a lot of products or you don't really have the time to be making them you could certainly be updating your existing ones so going back through your store looking at those resources that maybe you only are two or three dollars and thinking well could I actually expand this could I add more activities to this making it bigger and better and more irresistible you could even up the price on it after you've done that knowing it's bigger and better and you would make something that is more irresistible and obviously would make you more money so that, you know, it doesn't have to be all about product creation. This strategy is something you can do with your existing resources. And it's something I've been doing for the last couple of years. Since I had this sort of revelation, oh my goodness, my store is full of all these small cheap things. I started going back and doing a lot of updates, making things, you know, bigger and better, and then obviously naturally increasing the price and obviously still selling a lot of them and still making a lot of money. It doesn't always work. Sometimes you've got Product that's really in that sweet spot. Like I said, some buyers love a cheap thing that's, say, $3. Maybe it just is perfect as it is. You don't need to go and make all your products bigger and more expensive for the sake of it. But there will be a handful, I'm sure, in there where you could definitely add something to them to make them better and they will sell better and to make them more expensive. So a little bit of a food for thought for you on this one this week. I really hope that's something to think about. Quality over quantity is always a really good thing to remember. And just quality products really do sell. I will put a link in the show notes to a free little video that I have created about creating quality products. It's like, I really do sort of talk about the features of a quality product, what that looks like and how you can make products that do indeed sell better. It's a free video training. It is a 20 minute quick video with tips for creating a product that sells. So definitely be sure to check that out. I hope that you have a terrific day.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.